Hello and welcome back everybody. This is Tyler. This is Strikeouts and Shenanigans episode 3. It is too damn early and I just destroyed an egg sandwich. Let's get it. Alright, so in last episode, I went over questions that I had for each team in the American League. Also, I was just informed, Nathan Ivaldi is no longer a Red Sox. I don't know how I missed that. Don't know how I flubbed that one. I guess I just wasn't paying attention to Nathan Eovaldi during the offseason, which, let's be real, I wasn't. No longer Red Sox. He's he's hurling it for the Rangers now. Uh, best of luck to him, I guess. My bad. <laughs> uh, but going into questions that we have for the National League, for each team in the National League, we're going to start in the East with the Nationals. Who are you guys trading? Like, they're, the Nats are knee-deep in rebuild mode, and they're by far the worst team in baseball. They were the worst team last year, and they're probably going to repeat the honors in 2023. Who are you getting rid of? All right, and what are you going to get that's going to help you in the future? Because when you're eating shit, it's best not to nibble. If you got a clean house, get it over with, bring in the new faces, and start getting the ball club back to where you need it to be. On to Philadelphia, we have... How much will no Harper affect you now the Bryce Harper is out for a good portion of the season and that absolutely blows chunks for the Phillies is this team going to be able to keep up without him I mean Trey Turner is coming off of an absolutely star-spangled and studded performance in the world baseball classic and he's looking to keep it up for the Phillies this this was a great great addition for them they paid the bag to him and for good reason he's going to add offense he's going to add defense is he going to fill the void left by Harper? We'll have to see. Schwarber also had a great World Baseball Classic. He can keep hitting absolute nukes for Philadelphia. Real Muto needs to produce. He needs to stay consistent. He came off of a, a pretty decent offensive year last year. He needs to keep it up. With Reese Hoskins also being out too with a nasty ACL situation, guys need to pick up the slack. People who weren't performing last year need to pick it up. Fill this hole. I think I think a good pick for who's going to have a breakout season next year is Alec Bohm. I, I could genuinely see him having a really big year. Kid has the potential to be a star. On to Miami with the Marlins. Can you give your pitching offensive backup? Miami has the pitching they need. Sandy is going to absolutely hurl like he did last season. Could win the Cy Young Award again. Does your pitching have enough run support to have a leg to stand on? They were last in the National League in runs and slugging last year, they need to pick it up. Having Jazz for a full season will help. Having Avasiel Garcia and Soler will help. Getting a rise will definitely help. Put it all together, figure it out, put some runs on the board. That's it. Moving on to Atlanta now with the Braves. Is Vaughn Grissom ready? With Dansby Swanson leaving Atlanta and heading on to the Cubbies, Grissom has some big shoes to fill. Now, he's barely gotten any playing time because Dansby was an absolute workhorse for Atlanta. Is he ready to both figuratively and literally step up to the plate? Not only does he have to be ready offensively, he also needs to have his defensive chops on point to make up for losing Dansby. Kid is still very young. I think he's still got a lot to figure out in the big leagues. I think they're kind of throwing him in a little too early, but also what choices do you have? I think this year is going to be a year of figuring out what the hell is going on. I think he's going to come into his own in the second half of the season. I think it's going to take him some time to figure it out. I don't think he's going to necessarily just jump in and be ready immediately. 
I think this year he's, he's going to be figuring it out. I don't think he's going to have a stellar year. I don't think he's going to have necessarily a bad year. We'll have to see. Moving on to the National League side of New York with the Mets. Can your old men last the season? Now, Verlander and Scherzer are quite possibly some of the greatest pitchers I have seen in my entire life, and they could be the best one-two punch in all of baseball. Are they going to have enough gas to last the season? We saw Scherzer last year. He only had 23 starts, still performed fucking amazingly, but he was out for some time during the season. Does him not playing in the World Baseball Classic give him an edge? Is he coming out pissed off that he played limited time last year? We'll have to see. Verlander, on the other hand, was a workhorse. Won the Cy Young, deservedly. Did that tire him out for this year? Again, we'll have to see. I think both of these guys are going to do amazing regardless. I could see them both getting maybe 25 to 28 starts. I don't think they're going to go north of 30. I could see them getting 25 to, to 28 starts this year. Moving on now to my favorite team in the National League, the Cardinals. How's that rotation looking, guys? I mean, Wayno is old. He is old. He is 41 years old. But he looked good in the World Baseball Classic. He, he really did. And seeing, listen, seeing him get out of that bases loaded situation was a sight to behold. That was a pitching masterclass. That was so much fun. I was so hype. But he's already out with a groin strain to start the season. Jack Flaherty is coming back from an injury. We'll see how he does, how he looks coming back. If he can pitch just as well as he did before the injury, I think the Cardinals are very happy with that. Uh, Mikolas just needs to stay consistent. He needs to stay consistent throughout the entire year. And Jordan Montgomery just needs to be an above-average starter for this rotation to work. He doesn't need to be fantastic. He doesn't need to be your ace. If he can just consistently be above-average, that would be fantastic. Going now to the Reds. How, how are your young guys developing this year? I mean, honestly, you don't have much to look forward to in terms of winning ball games, in terms of being a contender, anything like that. This team is bad. But you have some young guys who are looking to to do really well and to develop throughout the season. Hunter Green is a stud. How is he going to get better? India, also a stud. How is he going to do better? Lobaldo, he's looking good as well. How are you making these guys better throughout the year? Moving on now to the Pirates. Are you trading Brian Reynolds? During the offseason, Brian Reynolds and the Pirates could not come to an agreement on an extension, and therefore he put in a request to be traded. He said, either give me the bag or get me the hell out of here, and big teams are going to come a-knockin'. The Dodgers are going to trade for him, and they are going to sign him an absolute bag if you don't. So what are you going to do? Are you going to trade him for the idea of a prospect of somebody who could be good two three years from now or are you going to give him a well-deserved check this dude is seeing people all around him get absolute bags and he wants in on the action i think if you're pittsburgh you got to do it you got to just you got to eat your words sign the check keep him happy keep him in pittsburgh going forward now to chicago which belly are you guys gonna get we have seen the best of belly. We have seen the worst of belly. What are you guys going to get this year? He batted last year an unremarkable 210 with 19 dingers, 68 ribbies, which is actually a step up from his abysmal 
2021. Uh, he hasn't been an all-star since 2019, and he has he has not looked good since. Uh, the one-year deal was smart. It was very, very smart to see what kind of player you're going to get out of belly this year. Is it going to be worth the $17 million that you spent? Moving on now to the NL West, starting with the Diamondbacks. Did Carroll's contract come too soon? Corbin Carroll is still very, very young and signed a nine-figure deal. Did it come too soon? Simply put, he only had 32 games under his belt last year, and he signed a whopping $111 million contract. Sheesh! Do the Diamondbacks see a future in this guy? I mean, they have to for them to be paying him this kind of money. And that's not a knock against Corbin Carroll. I know that he is very, 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 very good at playing baseball. I just didn't expect him to get this kind of deal so quickly. So, in this upcoming year, is he going to make that money worth it for the Diamondbacks? Going out of the city with the highest altitude and the highest people in the United States, Colorado. Is Chris Bryant going to hit? He had an injury-riddled season last year that limited his playing time. He only played in 42 games, and he didn't get much to show for it. But, when he was playing and hitting the baseball, he was not doing it at cores. Is he going to come out, and is he going to knock balls all over the field at cores? Or is he only going to be an away games type of player, a la Willie Adamas for the Rays? Going out to the National League side of Los Angeles with the Dodgers, is this lineup balanced enough you have some really big names and some people who are very good at hitting baseballs but does it have the depth to go a full nine innings or even a full season the better part of your lineup is filled with absolute studs you have Mookie Betts you have Freddie Freeman Will Smith Max Muncie and new addition JT Martinez now I don't know how JD Martinez is going to do this year he's going to be DHing and he's coming off of an all-star season so he could be poised for a really really good season he could shit the bed he could do great we just don't know yet but looking at the projected bottom four of that lineup with Peralta Trace Thompson Vargas and Rojas you don't know how they're going to do yet you really don't and you don't know if they're going to stay consistent so is this lineup too top heavy Probably a little, but I don't think it's going to matter. But it's it's still a question nonetheless. Going now to another side of California with the Padres in San Diego. How is Tatis going to come back? At the end of last year, Fernando Tatis Jr. tested positive for PEDs and was henceforth suspended for 80 games. At the beginning of this season, he still has uh, 20 games to wait before he can play again. Now, Tatis claims that he was using a cream for skin problem of sorts, and a substance in the cream is what caused the test for PEDs to show up as positive. Now, if that is true, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how, as a professional athlete at the highest level, you let that happen and you don't pay attention to what you're putting in your body. If that isn't true... Be the bigger person, come out, say, hey, I fucked up, I know I fucked up, I'm sorry, let's get to work. Now the question is, with this chip on his shoulder after the PED suspension, is he going to come back and is he going to perform, or is he going to slump? That is all I have for today. Those are my questions for National League teams. Let me know if you think that these questions are warranted or if you think I am speaking out of my ass yet again. 
Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Strikeouts and Shenanigans. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Thank you.